Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Thursday, y'all. Welcome to Let's Chat. It's lit Thursday. I love that little phrase, Lee. <laughs> it's lit. Yes, it is lit Thursday. I'm trying to get my, I logged in differently, so I'm trying to get my, um, My message board on Facebook blocked because I logged in through the computer this time. Mm-hmm. But yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. I'm Miss Leisha. You know, I got my right hand, and most of the time, she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are going to talk that talk today about making the right moves. Mm-hmm. I love our guests. We have a fabulous guest on tap tonight in the chat room. We have author, publisher, and literary agent in life. It's been a minute since I think we've had her in the chat room, if I'm not mistaken, Leash. Yes, we've had her in the chat room. Um, we didn't. We had her on Real Raw Radio. Okay. All right. I know it's been a while. But it's so been a while since we had her in the chat room. Absolutely. I want to be glad to hear what she has been cooking in her creative kitchen. She's doing so much. Um for the literary world, in the literary world. And y'all, you know, she got our favorite, our favorite, favorite thing, Miss T. You know, she got that nasty pen. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, our model here on Let's Chat, if it's going to be nasty, let it be nasty. If not, we need you to send them a Starbucks and some coffee and conversation. Cause ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Make sure it's a large, cause y'all got a lot of lessons <laughs> to learn. <laughs> I know that's right, but yes, I'm excited. I'm excited to have her in the chat room today. I'm glad that she even had time on her busy schedule to come and kick it with us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
absolutely. You know, it's it's such a blessing, Leash, when uh, we great get these great guests, and, and we know they're busy, and time is precious, and we here on Let's Chat, we so appreciate every minute that our guests are able to um, share with us because, you know, that it's just something that, you know, is not the norm. And to have someone like Entice when she's been busy, she got so much cooking in her creative kitchen to just share some time with her and just relax and talk that talk, it's, it's a blessing. And we thank her and all of our previous guests and future guests for just sharing some of their precious time with us here on Let's Chat. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're going to take a brief break, and we will be right back. Okay. Busting my tail on a nine to five Just to keep up, try to stay alive Promise my lady we're going to be all right She be crying while she praying for a better life Hustling on the side for a bag of rice Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia clay Gotta stay searching for a better day Gotta keep my faith to make a way Gotta get extended so the gas can pay Sweet Georgia, hold me down Keep my feet planted on solid ground From the New York coast to the Florida shine Up to the Maryland, D.C. line Back down south, repeat prime Sweet Georgia From the burden's lake, Douglas Root from the states I made. Sweet Georgia, hold me down. Keep my feet planted on solid ground. Tell me why do I have to cry? Thank you. 
state of emergency. Bitches, 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 bitches. You want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Your literary journey and your work. 
Okay. Um, well, I'm from Dallas, Texas, I'm born and bred. I um, started out back in 2007 um, on the independent scene, self-publishing. My first novel um, is My Secret Your Lies and uh, my sophomore Slut Princess. From those two books, I pretty much went on to um, work my way to bestsellers list, and um, soon after that was able to land um, a deal with a major publisher, and that would be um, Straight Boy, Simon & Schuster. And so since then, I've um, created several works. I've collaborate, collaborated with several um, authors, and um, and now I um, pretty much married my former life as a um, personal banker, private banker, um, and financial advisor, kind of marry that world to what I do now, um, which is um, being an actual agent. So being able to pitch, you know, new projects to to um, publishers and editors and, and, you know, and just really put our, our work, you know, out there in the landscape and introducing it into the traditional marketplace. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I want to go back because how did you go from, from banking to books? You got to let us know right. what was going I, I on like in your you world. I like how you put that, too. I like how you put that, bank in the books. Come on, I'm going to have to that's borrow that. Right Look, that's, that's a book right there. From bank in the right books, there. baby. I think you just bank gave me a book. whole new blurb, a whole new, you yes. know, hashtag. Yes. Absolutely. We've been on the chat. That's a yes. Point, okay. Right? So, that's a banker. Yep. She a banker, and she just. I, I see it. I see it coming. I see it coming. I see it coming. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm serious. Yeah. From banker to books. So you know what I what the reason the main reason that I decided to take a break from the corporate world, um, because again I was independently published while I was working. So. Writing at the time was just a creative outlet for me and the business side of it. And once I saw that I could actually create a stream of revenue for myself, it became my side hustle. So now I'm like, oh, wait a minute, there's some money right here, you know. Um, this was back mm-hmm. in, you know, like I said, 2007, before e-books, before, you know, before audio books were really, really just jumping the way that they mm-hmm. are now. This was before all of that. So at that time, it was really a really good time for me to come in when I did. So um, I basically just invested in myself, you know, I didn't wait for um, a deal, I didn't wait for an agent, I didn't wait for any of that, I took matters into my own hands, and I decided to just get out there and and let my faith guide me and, um, you know, invest in myself, so what happened was, is that my, me, my, my first two books, they helped me buy my house, so that's when I knew there was money to be made in the publishing business, um, so that's not originally why I decided to step away from corporate. I decided to step away from corporate because I ended up, you know, um, getting pregnant with my daughter. And mm-hmm. once I did, once I got pregnant with my daughter, because of my the the, the times I've had, the previous times I've had, the trouble I've had with um, carrying babies full term, I had three miscarriages. So with her, with that pregnancy, I did have to, you know, pretty much take off and and mm-hmm. um, just be on bed rest throughout my entire pregnancy so again writing again is I found my way back to writing that was another outlet for me and um and so once I had my baby I'm like wait a minute I don't I don't know if I'm ready to go back to work I wanted to really spend that time with her and enjoy the precious moment you know everything about it my my journey to becoming a mother all of that played a part in my decision you know in just staying home and and being devoted to that role as mother and wife 
so that's that's what led me into doing other things because at that point I'm thinking after you know years years have gone by I decided well I I still want to write I still want to be a part of that industry so I had to uh-huh. figure out a way to still generate income for myself and to still be at home and you know and do the things that I wanted to do and then that's when um I you know again took a leap of faith and and started um the agency, you know, a little further on down the line. And um, that's that's it, pretty much. My my entire journey was just literally hopping from bank, banking to, to the book world. But I was able to marry the two worlds because my my experience in, in banking and, and dealing with, you know, basically having those relationships and um, managing portfolios really prepared me for what I do now as an agent mm-hmm. and as a representative, you know, for authors. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Leisha. How did you get your your publishing deal with Simon & Schuster? How, what was going on for that to come about? So with that, that came around, I think, 2012. Again, at this point, I'm home with my baby. I've written a book. I decided, you know, this is my third my third novel, full-length novel. I didn't want to self-publish that one. I really wanted to seek out a traditional publisher at that time. So um, I had already written a, a story for Zane and her um, Missionary No More, which is an anthology, and she, she um, included my short story in her book. And so me reaching out to her when I had finished my my third novel, Twisted Seduction, it was just pretty much an easy transition because she already was familiar with some of my work, my style of writing. And at that point, I felt like I might have kicked up enough dust to, to have created a brand for myself as far as an author platform goes. So... When she read my work, she she loved it, and she, you know, was ready to make an offer. So that's pretty much how that transpired. And from then on, she honestly launched my um, my traditional author career. Oh, wow. Wow, that's, that's awesome. This is Tony. Uh, yeah. Nice. You know, we, Hi, we Tony. have to say who we are. Hey, sweetie. You know, everybody say we sound alike, but at least you know, we don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, please, but please share with us your writing experience with Zane. It was wonderful, actually. The book, working, you know, with her um, on that side, she's a phenomenal writer, um, a phenomenal mm-hmm. artist in her own right. And I just, I loved the boldness about her writing, and I was, I, I just felt that if I was going to go the traditional route, Strayboard was where I saw my works because Zane really she was she didn't put limitations on her writing and on her work mm-hmm. and I saw that the authors that were being produced under her her line or her imprint I shall say they were bold innovators of writing you know and I I wanted to be a a, a bold innovator of a literature and mm-hmm. um and she offered that that platform so yeah, I, I had a wonderful experience working with her on the on the book side. Mm-hmm. I love it. Now this is Leisha. I want to talk a little bit about you going into being a literary agent because that's that's a hard industry. Not it's not really hard to get into, but it is hard because it's really no end. 
how did that process come about for you and how did you get into it? You know, with being an agent, you necessarily don't have to, you know, have a degree or anything like that. So with me, again, that's where the banking background comes into play. I I'm a great I feel I'm a I'm a pretty good salesperson. I'm great at pitching. I'm great at cold calling. That's what I was doing in my corporate world. Um, I started mm-hmm. out in banking straight out of high school. I didn't go straight to college. I started out working for a bank, a big bank um, firm. And so when you are in that environment and you're surrounded by, you know, people who are um, intelligent, you know, um, sophisticated, and, and they know how to manage money, and, and they are, you know, um, these, are biz- these are business people. These are owners of different entities. And you're, you make yourself aware, and you pretty much, you know, embed yourself in learning how to do things the right way, the corporate way. So I learned the corporate way of doing business before I initially got into, you know, being independently, or I should say being an entrepreneur. I learned how to do to handle business the corporate fashion. So with me, you know, having that experience in building relationships and relationship retention, I know that a lot of times a lot of deals get made simply off of just the strength of a relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when an agent asked me, well, how did you do this or how did you do that, I realized it's not a lot of times I can go in the same room, but if that agent has a relationship with those editors, they're probably going to listen to her first, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's that's the world of it. That's how this world is. So I, along the, this journey of mine and where I'm at right now, it's literally been built off of the strength of the relationships that I've managed to um, build up until this point throughout my, my lifespan in the industry. That's mm-hmm. all it is, wow. relationships. Because I didn't come into this as, as wanting to be an agent. I came into this just wanting to be a writer, an author, and, and seeing how that would take me. I knew, I've always known that eventually I would, you know, do a little bit of screenwriting and I would, you know, trans um, transition into the film world. I did know that. I saw that coming. But me being an agent, I did not see coming. That happened accidentally, and that's because I had managed to build relationships along the way. I started out self-publishing, so I knew the ins and the outs of the business. I knew every inch of how, you know, it ran. Um, and I was able to assist, you know, my clients along the way, whether they were, if they were starting, like, from scratch with a, with material or if they already had something in the works, I was able to coach them along and, and see how I can be of assistance in getting them a, a traditional deal. Wow, that's amazing. This is Tony and Tice. You know, friend to the show, Keisha Green, she's always preaching that books are a business. And it seems that this journey that you've been on with that banking background, and we're going to use that bank into books that uh, Lee said, you know, that kind of gave you an edge, you know. And yeah. sometimes yeah. you have to know that it's not just writing. And I think that um, a lot of people come into the business not really understanding how far they can go when they approach literary as a business. What has been some of the biggest lessons you've learned on this this amazing journey of yours? Wow. Oh, see, you got me because I've learned (laughs) a lot. I've learned a lot along the way. Um, No kidding. Uh Um, 
Wow, and see, this is all uncut, you guys. We they didn't send me any questions or anything, so this is awkward. <laughs> I'm not reading from a script or anything. Okay, um, uh, okay. Well, one thing I've learned, and this is true for anybody listening, they they really need to take this to heart. Do not burn those bridges. That's a lesson. Mm. You cannot burn bridges, and not not necessarily that I ever burned any bridges, but. I've witnessed other people burn bridges, and I've seen how their journey played out. <laughs> so uh-huh. that's one of that's one takeaway I would say. If no one gets anything else from me tonight, do not burn bridges. And in the absence of anybody that you know you're in a circle with, or are you conduct business with, when you're in that world, because this industry is so small, really be careful with what you say because you never know who knows who in this industry and you never mm-hmm. know if that person in eventually would be in a position to help you so mm-hmm. you have to be careful with your circles and who you are allowing yourself to associate with along this along this journey um i've i've seen people i've seen authors get blackballed i've seen and and i've I've witnessed things happen in this industry because of, uh, uh, again, what she said earlier, writers or authors not taking it seriously or looking at it as a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. You know, Mm -hmm. um, even with their social media, you are a representation of how you're going to conduct your business. Mm -hmm. I tell authors a, a lot of times when they approach me, and I say it jokingly, even when I'm doing interviews, when they ask me, well, how can I author reach out and how can they do this and that? I let them know up front, I'm very, very particular about who I work with. I work with people mm-hmm. off of vibes and energy, and I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows mm-hmm. that that's how I operate. Um, but another thing that I do do is I do a little digging. I look at how my how this prospective client is conducting themselves in that atmosphere, because guess what? If you go and apply for a job, a corporate job, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to do their homework on you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I do the same thing. So you have to treat it as a business, first and foremost. Absolutely. So that's the takeaway. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that you brought that up because we always talk about this on the show. You know, a lot of times authors. Most of the time, they should be vetting the the publishers or the literary agents that they approach or they're considering um, bringing into their world. But the reverse side hardly ever happens. You you don't have uh, too many publishing companies or that really vet the authors to make sure that that author is a fit. Um, or even clients that, that make sure right. that client mm-hmm. is a fit. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. people don't do that. And it's very important to make sure that you're vetting your clients, um, that you're bringing into your space, that you're attaching to your brand, because you have to, you, you kind of have to protect your brand at all costs. And everybody you bring into it and you connect to it can take it on any end. Mm-hmm. That's true. And like I like to tell them, as I am a representation of you and a representative for you, you're an extension mm-hmm. of me. You're a representation of me. So who, if you are conducting yourself in a way that I wouldn't approve of necessarily, 
I have to think, oh, my goodness, what if this editor sees this or this particular editor that I just pitched them to, what if they happen to go? Because they do this. They do this to see. They want to know what your your following looks like. They want to know mm -hmm. if the numbers match. They want to know, and a lot of this goes into consideration, your platform mm -hmm. goes into consideration when they're willing, when they're at the point of getting ready to make an offer or if they even wanted to consider it, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's, because if and if you're if you're difficult, you know, to work with, that's another thing. So I always say, treat it as a business. Protect your name. You know, a lot of a lot of authors, um, and then not a lot, but a few do. Need, they need representatives. They need a third mm -hmm. person coming in and and conducting their business for them. Because if they were to do it, I don't feel that they would be as successful, or they would get the deals that they're getting if they literally represented themselves. Mm, that's powerful. You listen to Celeste Chat. My name is Miss Tony. I'm joined by my co host, the one and only Miss Alicia, and we have the fantabulous author, publisher, literary agent and Tice in the chat room tonight. Lee, she is filling up our jury box with um, awesome jewels, and we so appreciate that. But um, in time, um, just once again, Tony, can you tell us and share with us a little bit about your leap into filmmaking? Okay, yeah. So back in 2010, I started working on my my first documentary, um, Beneath My Skin, and it's basically um, it was it was literally just. Um, it was a project because I didn't know anything about filmmaking at all. <laughs> um, I was just, it was something that I wanted to do, and I had a great circle of friends around me at the time that were, you know, giving me the love and the good energy to just push myself and just to do it. Um, so that's how I initially started out. I started out at, with my own documentary, and um, from that, I decided that I wanted to do another one, and I went ahead and I did another documentary, and that was Behind the Mask, which uh, was recently picked up. So we'll be talking. We'll, we'll soon, I'll, you know, have more information out there, out there soon about that one. But I started out with those two documentaries. Then I decided that I was ready to move into um, a bigger world, and um, so that's where I'm at now with it, you know, getting ready to adapt some of these projects that I've been working on into film. Mm. Love it. Absolutely. Now, this is Leisha. Now, Entice, you just recently graduated. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm, I'm claiming the graduation. I really only have three <laughs> classes that I'm taking right now. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, I, I'm all set, you know, to walk. So the paper shall be okay. in my hand very soon. <laughs> Absolutely. How was that process for you? Because writing, I don't know, a lot of people don't know this, but when you can probably count on one hand how often authors go outside when they're writing. They don't go outside often <laughs> because right, it, right. it's a process. It's a, it's a serious process for real. So you do so much. How did you balance everything out and then be able to still pursue school and, and combine those things together? Where was the balance? Because you still had home and family. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, you know, I I thank God that I have that 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 innate strength and that ability to do that because it is a lot and I know I and I recognize that I'm juggling a lot, but um I have a great support system first and foremost. Um and then I do I I designate things in a way. So it's like I kind of 
manage my schedule. So I treat it like a business. Now, my office hours are a lot different than, you know, my clients will tell you, oh, entice, we've had business meetings at 2 or 3 in the morning. They can tell you that, and they're not <laughs> lying <laughs> because my because of the way, you know, my, my schedule. So if they're willing to, you know, with my clients, they know that I'm not, a, I'm not the traditional agent. I don't have a 9 to 5 office schedule or anything like that. Um, this is I'm doing a lot of this out of love, so that's what keeps me going. That's how I'm able to do it all because I'm not doing it for a paycheck. I'm doing it because this is my passion. And when you're passionate about something, you're gonna figure it out. You're gonna find a way to make it happen for yourself. Mhm. Absolutely. So you gotta you you know treat it like a business, but also make your passion your purpose. Oh, you ain't never I like that, that one. That's a good one. Make that's your passion. Yes, that's a word for somebody. Yeah, that's a word for somebody. Put that in your knapsack. That's a word for somebody. Got it. Hold on to that. <laughs> Got it. Double now it's feel. Like, Got it. <laughs> absolutely, because it's needed. Now, for those yeah. that want to be literary agents or they want to be publishers, drop some jewels on them about going through those processes. For agenting, I would say definitely do your homework. Do you know? Learn the industry, um, learn the climate of the industry. Industry, learn the the um, learn what's going on out there in the marketplace as far as what's what's being sold. You know, the published market publishers marketplace. Um, you know, once you really familiarize yourself with the landscape of publishing, if you mm-hmm. already have that gift, which the gift for me is the connection with people. Again, remember, I started with documentaries. With documentaries, you have to be able to connect with people. They need to be able to feel comfortable sharing their their deepest secrets or stories with you. So I mm-hmm. that's that's a connection that I have, and you can't be taught that. That's something that I feel like you have to be gifted with. Um, so you you have to be a people person because if you did it just if you did it thinking oh it's money to be made and that's all that's the only reason you're doing it, trust me, you're gonna quit tomorrow. <laughs> mm, wow! You, you you know what I mean. You you, you mm-hmm. have to be passionate. You have to be passionate about it. Um, so you know, being being a people person, being able to work with different personalities, being able to manage not only your schedule but your client's schedule, being able mm-hmm. to juggle. You have to multitask. You have to be able to work very well under pressure. You have to be able to. Um, Improvise. You have to. Me being a writer myself, and and being mm-hmm. a multicultural and multi-genre writer at that, I can also assist my clients in the writing process. So there are many things that I bring to the table that maybe someone who's considering it they may need to literally write down what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, and with their weaknesses, figure out how to combat that figure out a way around how are you going to get around it because it's things are going to come up where they're going to need your help in all of those areas and you really you really would have to be able to um assist them the only thing that i don't do is the publicity side of it um i do know an agent mm-hmm. that that does um she agents but she also does a little bit of publicity so they're getting kind of like a two for one thing there but there's mm-hmm. some things that she she doesn't do as far as um 
being a writer where she doesn't contribute as much to the creative process. You see what I'm saying? So it's a matter of just literally mapping out what your strengths are and mapping out what your weaknesses are and seeing how you can make those all gel together at the end of the day so that you can be the right representative for your clients that you're that you're going to go after and know and know mm-hmm. the con- the clientele that you want to work with you know what genres you want to work with i i tell my clients you know oh, well i'm really not a sci-fi um reader so i don't really represent a lot of sci-fi writers you know, mm-hmm. not saying I wouldn't be up for the challenge if one of my current authors decided to write a sci-fi project. They know I'm up for the challenge, but I don't know that side well enough, you know. Um, so that mm-hmm. would require a lot of homework. I mm-hmm. like challenges, so you know, so it wouldn't scare me away. But for someone who doesn't like those types of challenges or is not familiar with that space, it might. So just know who your client, who your ideal client list is, I would say that, and then know, like you guys mentioned earlier, you're juggling so lot, a lot, and I am. So being able to juggle your what you have going on already with, you know, your client's schedule and what they're gonna have going on. Uh, those are major jewels. Yeah, it's management. It's a it's a management, and even though you're not a literary manager, you're still in some mm-hmm. sense managing that entire process. Mhm. Absolutely. Now, this is Leisha again. I have a question. If we were, you've accomplished so much in the time that you've been in the industry uh, and in across industries um, as you as you branch out. If we were sitting here in 2020 and we were talking about, I'm going to say 2021, because you're probably already thinking about 2020. So I'm on 2021, here, honey. I'm on, yeah, you're right. I'm on 2021 <laughs> right now. <laughs> so if we were sitting here in 2021 talking about the things that you have accomplished and the things that, yeah. um, the books that you have laid down, what are some of the things that we're going to be talking about? Oh, you're going to make me give up the juice. I told y'all this is not, I was, they did not send me a, a list of questions or anything. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to speak it all into existence. How about this? That's right. Put it Be out ready. There. Put it out Be ready for speak several films. Okay. Be ready for several mm. films. Be ready for several, um, I'm going to say maybe a couple of more documentaries. Um, be ready for me to say that we've reached or surpassed the 100 marker as far as titles that I've introduced um, into mm-hmm. the marketplace since my inception in the industry. Um, and also be prepared for me to hopefully say that I have a television series on a major network. Oh, we got some good stuff. We got some good stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And also be ready for Boss Magnet Media and Boss Magnet Everything. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Now tell us a little bit about Boss Magnet Media. Tell us about it. Tell us about it because you're excited. (laughs) I feel the energy. Boss Boss Magnet Media is my production company, and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be rolling out several independent films, and they're all going to be book to film adaptations. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, that's, that's awesome because awesome. that's big right now. Yeah, that is big right now. If you notice a lot of things we watch on TV, most of those things are books. Most of those shows are books. Most of those little short series on Lifetime or um, 
what's that other one, Hallmark Channel or Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Those are all books. Um, yeah. Cozy mysteries. Yeah. It's our time. Many, it's our time. Yeah. I don't know too many black authors that write cozy mysteries. You know, like those murder she wrote. And, you know, you have a few, Mm -hmm. but there are many. So just to be able to tap into those different genres, I think is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're there for it. Um, I just had a – I actually had two calls in the past 48 hours, two conference calls. Um, We're getting ready to take, you know, psychological thrillers to another level. Mm, That's amazing. This is Tony um, and Tice. You know, um, for those that are listening that may not be understanding what uh, Entice is saying, Leisha and I, we don't send out pre-recorded questions. We love uh, feeling our guests, you know, <laughs> having our show be authentic and off the cuff. So <laughs> that's what Entice keeps referring to, but uh, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but Entice, I also have a question. With you having so much on your plate and you involved with so many um different areas in literature as well as film, how do you keep yourself and your work authentically enticed? Ooh, another good one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to lie, I sacrifice a lot. I'm the sacrificial lamb. Um, but what I'm doing right now, just so that my you know, my work doesn't just sit, lay dormant. Is I've invited several boss, pot, several boss partners, to collaborate with me on on several projects that I that I um, had in mind and that I've been working on. Um, actually, I just just finished up doing something with um, Brianna Cole. So we just did a script together, film script together. So we are, you know, that's that's me being able to keep the creative side of me going and and again not allow allow my work to lay dormant but I'm also wanting to create that collaborative space and that mm-hmm. platform so that other myself and other, you know, women of color can work together to bring some of our you know, our projects to, to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I love it. I love it. And and I think that that networking and coming together is very important, um, especially in the literary world, especially oh, amongst yeah. women. I think it's and very vibes, important, you know. Yeah, exactly. and that energy. When you connect exactly. with when you connect with someone and you guys have great energy, and and you work well together, it's just it's just more than more than right for you guys to create some bad girl magic, you know. And that's what I'm all about mm-hmm. right now. I'm not, you know, one of those authors that are just like, oh, I don't want to work with anyone. I'm no, 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 no. I'm, I've been, I've been doing this for a while. I've been doing it solo for a while. Now I'm ready to collaborate with my sisters. Mm. Mm. And we need more of that. We really do. Now this is yeah. Tony once again enticed. <laughs> I'm not gonna put you on the spot, sister girl. <laughs> but um, <laughs> what you got for me? You know, it's okay. Me it's know. okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, okay, well, another quick oh, question. Give me a warning. What are we going to talk about? Give me a warning. We're going to save that for last. But one other thing is, <laughs> what do you what do you consider with all that you've accomplished and, and all the things you have on your plate? What do you mm-hmm. consider to be your greatest virtue? <sighs> mm. <laughs> What would I? Ca- Ooh, <laughs> you like that one? 
I do. You guys are like, oh. <laughs> See, oh, my God. See, you guys are asking me questions. You guys have time to prepare. Okay. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't you, ask. You, mm, we just, okay, okay. We, so we do it off the we do it off the cuff, yeah, girl. Seriously. Really, really, y'all not reading right. a, a script. Okay, I'm I'm, uh-huh. I'm joking with you guys. Well, you know, right? I'm gonna say my babies with everything. You know, I got. I mean, I share with you guys that my journey into motherhood was very challenging. So, mm-hmm. if I have to look back at everything I have done and, and I'm doing, when I look at my babies. I mean, I thank God for them so much, and they're the ones that keep me going. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be able to do this mm. if I didn't have their smiling faces or if I didn't have the spirit that I have in my household. Mm. That's what that's what fuels me. And I don't know, it's like you'd have to just get it. You know what I'm saying? You, you I can't even mm-hmm. elaborate. You would have to just get that because it, it's like that father that's out there, you know, busting his butt to do what he got to do to take care of his baby. It's that, it's that feeling like I got to do it. I just have to do it. And I don't mm-hmm. allow myself to take a break. I don't get tired. Mm-hmm. I just I just do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about my powerful. babies. I think about the future. I think about what I want for them. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. and I drive, I, and that's that drive, and then and that's it's something that is, again, it has to be like you said, it has to be something mighty powerful that will keep you going. Mm-hmm. My brother jokes with me, and I, I'm and you guys may follow me and see. Sometimes I'm always joking about my Starbucks, <laughs> my coffee, and cause mm-hmm. I'm a coffee drinker. And, uh, you know, my brother is always like, oh, your coffee, like, oh, no, what kind of coffee you're on? Because he feels like I'm always working. I'm always in overdrive, you know. And people ask me that question all the time. What do you want? What do you do? What are you taking? I'm not taking anything. I'm just on some coffee. But I have to realize that I, it may be what you're witnessing, what you guys are saying. It's something different. That's that energy mm-hmm. that I've been talking about since I've gotten on the phone, that energy. I create that energy for myself, and when, when those that I feel good about, when I connect with, I cr- that vibe, that energy, we build off that energy together when I'm, when I'm connecting with others. And that's what allows us to thrive and to keep going. You have to have that motivation. You have to be self-motivated mm-hmm. as well. But when you have someone pushing you, saying, no, what, 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 I thought we were going to have this in by this day. Okay, we got to get it going. We got, you know, your accountability partner. Someone keeping you on your toes. That's mm-hmm. me. So I do it. Mm-hmm. I do it for for you know my clients or anyone that's working with me. But I also do it for myself. And my husband does it to me. So he's my accountability partner. So that okay, energy. Husband. Yeah, he he he. My husband's a truck driver. So at three in the morning, if I say I need to be up at three to start working on a, a script or a manuscript, he's calling me at two fifty-five. You up? You got your coffee? You know, so he's making mm-hmm. sure everything I set out to do, I'm doing it. Wonderful. I love I it. love it. Yes, we mm-hmm. love it. We love involved spouses because that's that's in order for you to grow, your, your spouse has to be involved for that process to happen um, exactly. and on any level that they can be involved in. And that's just the best part. It, I think it actually sweetens a relationship and a marriage, especially because you guys are really literally building together um, mm-hmm. and, and pulling each other together. Now, you know, since you talked about it here on Let's Chat, we do like to do something <laughs> fun. 
<laughs> and I mean, and we do it, and we do it because you know we're we're readers. We're readers first and foremost. Um, mm-hmm. and I have a. We both have a passion for literature. You know, I have mm-hmm. just a passion for the way authors work, the way they create. And as a reader, we it allows us to have a better appreciation for the authors that bring us these great reads and take us into these different valleys and 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 dramas and just allow our minds to go. They allow our minds to go. So <laughs> we do something a little fun here on Let's Chat. Um, we like to be able to do live excerpts. Uh, we like, because sometimes we have people that call into our show or that listen to our show that's never connected with that author. They've never experienced their pen. They never knew about them. And a lot of times we have relationships with authors that a lot of readers don't have. And it, yeah. it creates a for us. So we do what we do here on Let's Check to be able to allow those readers to have that connection and that appreciation um, and be able to educate authors because sometimes they're out there and they're trying to do it themselves and they just need a few nuggets dropped on them here and there. And it's not like people don't help, but Mm -hmm. a lot of times a coin is going to come with that, but that is part of the business. And so we like to make sure that we're educating, we're giving resources. T is an editor. I call her, she got that hardcore red pen. Let me tell you about it. She's like that English teacher. You done spent hours on this paper and then you get it back and you're like, this is my best stuff. This scene was my best Right, thing. right. And she's like, well, I don't know what you had going on here right Her pen is her whip. Yes. Girl, you got I have a case of, I have a case of <laughs> He will tell you, send me that, send me that, send me that comma key. Just send it to me, and I don't want you to use it again. You know exactly <laughs> that word. That word said. I don't want to see the word said anymore. I didn't see it about fifty-five times on one page. Right, I, right. Oh, that's funny. And so we like to be able to share the the juices of those authors live, so that people get to be able to experience that. Because when you don't have word of mouth, you become the word of mouth. You know your your passion for what mm-hmm. you do, why you do what you do, and your your skills. That draws people into you. It sends people over to Amazon. And then it, it allows us as readers to be able to talk. Because a lot of times we get on here and we just talk. We talk right. about the authors, mm-hmm. the books, and we excite other people in their, their inboxes. What was, who was that author you were talking about? Or who was that on the show? Because that's what it's, it's about is creating that word of mouth for all authors inside the literature. I'm sorry, literary world. So what we like to yeah. do is he is going to give you two props. Um, and you're going to put those props inside of the scene, however you want to take the scene. If you want to take it to the left, you want to take it to the right, you want to make it erotic, dramatic, however you want to do it. As long as you have the props in it, it could be a scene from characters you already have. It could be this new scene that you want to create, however you want to do it. I'm going to grab my popcorn and my little red cup. <laughs> You guys are something else. I love it. I'm just getting ready for the show. Because I don't know what she's going to ask. I don't know the whip. I feel the whip. I already feel it. Okay. Okay. You ready? Okay. And Tice, first of all, Alicia and I, we so appreciate you spending some time with us because as I listeners have heard, you are a very busy woman. So um, I wanted to give her three props, Leisha. I wanted to sneak in it because I know she could do it. I know okay. She could do it. Ah, I'm first selling a short story. And that's what, is that what I'm doing? 
<laughs> okay. Yes, we talk. I want. I want to. I want to take on part of your investigative journalistic skills because okay. you are a woman, woman of many talents. Now, um, I'm, I'm going to give you some your props. The first prop is a coffin. And for those investigative mm. skills, coffins are propping, are cropping up all over the place. So I want you to kind of feed that into it. So you have a coffin, you have a stun gun, and you I have, have a coffin and a stun gun. Okay. A stun gun, and the third one is a red rose. And we want you to use those in a live excerpt. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> <laughs> a, a coffin, a stun gun, and the third one was a red rose. Yeah. Okay. So you need me to just talk this out, right? Like a monologue. Of... So, red rose, stun gun. Okay. Okay. With mm, with my. Oh God. Okay. Let me close my eyes and I gotta breathe all this in. I was at the door, red rose in my hand, left hand gripping my stun gun. (laughs) I wasn't prepared for what was on the other side of the door. All I knew was that I was getting ready to meet my maker. I walked in to the funeral home. There he laid in a coffin. Was this the man that I was destined to marry? Could he have done this to me? Why, why, why him? Why not her? The end. Oh, I'm like, what do you do? All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Oh, I have halfway to my mouth and she says the end. That was kind of hard, you guys. Oh, my God. That was good, though. That was good. Those yeah. are creative juices flowing. We love doing that. Thank you, guys. That was fun. <laughs> Had me so all very got my heart beating all fast. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I know. She started off going to meet her maker. Oh, go ahead, girl. Like, right. at mm-hmm. the funeral home? Child, what you doing at the funeral home? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there he laid in the casket. Was she came from there, so she had that yeah. surgery, y'all. She wasn't playing no games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Y'all, and you guys have, do you notice how the voice dropped? Because I had to get, I had to close my eyes and really put myself there in the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how we it works, it. girl. That's how it works. We love, love it. it. We love it. We so appreciate you coming to take time out to kick it with us here in the chat room, sharing your time, your space, your energy, your your creativity with us, your future. Mm-hmm. You are always welcome inside of the chat room whenever you would like. You can bring your clients with you whenever you would like. Your door is always open. 
Oh, thank you guys. I really enjoyed myself tonight, and I love it. I love that you guys freestyle it, and uh, you uh, you guys create that raw energy, and it keeps everything. It makes it organic, and and I and I love it. So thank y'all for having oh. me. Um, anytime we can do this again, let me know. I'm ready. Oh, thank now, you before so you much, we appreciate you. Welcome. Yes, we do. Before you step out, show everybody a little bit. Um, we'll tell everybody about your social media. Um, any events you're going to be going into, any screenings you're going to have, any authors you have coming out? Okay, yeah. I'm actually going to um, be um, at the Essence Festival this year, so I am looking into that right now as far as where I'll be booked. Um, I will be possibly attending a couple of film festivals this year popping up, and I will, um, of course, I have authors at least releasing once a month from here on out. Um, up and through mm-hmm. 2020. So, yeah. So there's a lot. There's a lot going on right now. For those that want to follow me, um, I am on uh, Facebook. I am on Instagram under Entice, and that's in apostrophe T Y S E. And I think on um, Facebook you can just uh, look up under Author Entice. But either way, if you don't want to, don't have time to do any of that, you can go straight to my website, EnticeEnterprises.com, and then just go straight to the bottom, and you can it'll take you directly to my social media handle, my uh, social media links, and you'll we'll be able to follow one another there. Easy to find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm, well, you are absolutely amazing, Entice, and like Lisa said, we so appreciate you, and you are always welcome back. Thank you so much. You guys have a you are you more too. than welcome. Bye bye. Bye. At least that was amazing. Yes, <laughs> I love her was. energy. It was fun. Able to make time and come and kick it with us. Uh, just exciting, exciting. Now we got a lot of stuff going on in the chat room. We are creating uh, the chat room circle. It's going to be coming soon. It's actually going to be more like a book club base. We're going to have readers on. We're going to review books. We're going to talk about books. Um, and so that's something that's coming to the chat room very soon. Also, you know. April is my birthday month, and so we will be doing a birthday kickback uh, with the fabulous Xavier Lewis. Is going to be only going to give us a light listening party uh, to some of his music, some of his new music. So we're so excited that uh, he's going to be in here sharing my birthday with us, and and we're going to get to hear some of his good music. If you were just tuning in to the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you missed the interview, no worries. You can catch our fabulous interview with the fabulous Entice here on blogtalk.com through our archives as well as iTunes and actually any podcast app uh, as well. We so appreciate you guys who support us and come through every week. You Shout out to all you play black playback listeners our um playbacks and replays have moved up and if you need us you know where to find us (laughs) absolutely thanks for joining us you guys have a great evening absolutely we're going to end it with a little bit uh wind up by xavier lewis Make sure y'all check him out on Instagram. Make sure y'all check him out on Facebook. He is coming to a radio near you. I love it. <laughs> Baby, show me how you sexy whining. Yeah, yeah. Baby, show me how you sexy. 
like you mix with reindeer Body of a goddess, bring that thing here Love it when you wind it up, baby You sparkle like a chandelier So soft and warm, you're my favorite teddy bear Yeah, baby Yeah, yeah. Girl, I wanna see you say, see you